Welcome to Extraordinary People, the podcast that highlights people who inspire others, have made significant contributions to the world, or who have overcome adversity. This show is hosted by Shirley Bogtel, author, educator, wife, mother, and grandparent. Learn more and subscribe today at ShirleyWachtel.com. And now, here's my grandma, Shirley Wachtel. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Extraordinary People. Today, we are delighted to have with us Amy Dagliano. Amy, together with her best friend of 16 plus years, has co-founded Rowan Tree, a co-working and co-growth community for women open to all. And in this environment, she's created a space where everyone is uh, welcome and it's warm and it's a wonderful space for um, mothers and anybody who wants to um, continue their work in this kind of special environment. I should say also that Amy is a friend for many years. She's married to uh, one of my son Howie's closest friends, Eric, and we are just delighted to have you on with us today, Amy. Well, thanks so much for having me, Shirley. Can you tell us a little bit about, first of all, tell us what Rowan Tree is, because I um, hadn't heard too much about um, these types of community environments um, in years past. They didn't exist. So why did you feel a need for this? And tell us, tell us all about it. Sure. Yeah, I mean, co-working in and of itself, that model of people coming in to work in a shared workspace is still relatively new. It's probably in the past 10 years that it's really taken off. Um, WeWork was obviously one of the biggest giants out there who has kind of embraced the model and, and gotten a lot of businesses to stop renting office space and just start renting shared workspace. Uh, there's a lot more flexibility in it. And um I can get into those reasons a little bit later, but when I set out on this journey, it definitely, I didn't quite know what it was. I didn't know that I was going to necessarily um, create a niche co-working space, um, but I knew that I wanted to do something to bring women together and to really create a supportive environment. Uh, Cause I know, I don't know about you, but for me and for many of the women that I've interviewed uh, in our space, we spend so much time in our day jumping from meetings to um, trying to do work, to trying to take care of our kids, to trying to get to all of our appointments. And we don't take care of ourselves. We put everything else first and we put ourselves on the back burner. And so that's where the idea stemmed from is that we really wanted to create this supportive space where women could connect with one another, connect with themselves and do something to take care of themselves. And so that was, that was kind of the core, and we started to do some research, and we found that this niche focus of female co-working was really starting to pop up across the U.S. So it's, it's really popular in um, Seattle and New York. Those were kind of where the two trailblazers started uh, in female-focused co-working. But it's also, you know, it's in Atlanta, it's in Dallas, it's in L.A., it's in um, D.C. So we're seeing this pop up, um, but it's always in major cities. And as a working mom who lives in the suburbs, I can't commute an hour and a half into the city to go take advantage of one of these amazing spaces. So we knew that there was something special about this idea and that we wanted to create it for women in the suburbs. And 
personally, what did this do for you? I mean, why did you feel that you personally needed something like this and needed to explore um, this type of adventure? Uh, It's funny. I was uh, never an entrepreneur. Um, Eric had always encouraged me for years to start my own freelance graphic design business. And I said, yeah, I'm not, I don't want to run my own company. I'm not into that. I just want to do the creative design stuff. Uh, but I, I had had a, a pretty bad bout with Lyme disease for about two years and kind of broke me down to nothing. And as a result, it forced me to look at my life in a different way. And it forced me to open up in a new way. And ultimately it changed my outlook and kind of what I wanted to do with my career. And I was called to do this and it's, it seems sounds a little funny but it there was just something about it that I had no question in my mind that I was supposed to open up this space and provide a platform for other women to, to come together to work to connect to take care of themselves and to just be inspired and do creative things and so it's um, it was totally out of left field you know and um, women often say when I challenge them to do something in their business, they say, well, I've never done that before. I'm not sure if I can do it. And I said, I've never run a, a, a physical brick and mortar co-working space, but you figure it out as you go along. So it's been a fun, been a fun journey to, to learn how to be an entrepreneur. Yeah, I hear, I hear the same from so many people who have gone through a difficult time in their lives. And it's, uh, an awakening that they have and um, they just, their life dramatically shifts direction and in certainly a better way and you're a testament to to that. Um, So now you have this wonderful idea. Your friend is on the same page. Where do you go from there? How do you make this, uh, this dream into an actual reality? We initially started by doing something we called cheers and chat. And what it broke down to was really a research um, and kind of a test market. And so we basically just had women um, over to my house for wine and cheese and just asked them, what do you love about work? What do you hate about work? What do you wish you could see more of? What do you wish you had more of in your life? And then after kind of hearing their feedback and really listening we said, well, here's what we're thinking. Here's what we want to propose and put together. Is that something that's of interest to you? And so we got some initial interest and a lot of feedback that helped us shape what we wanted to open. Uh, A good example was women really said to us, we don't necessarily need a private office. We just need a quiet place to go and focus if we can't be in, in the open area talking and having conversations. So there just needs to be some sort of separation, but we don't necessarily need a private office. So that was huge for us because we realized we don't need to open a 10,000 square foot space. We can open a 3,000 square foot space. So that helped, that helped us um, kind of make some of those first initial decisions. And then after that, we started doing pop-up events. So we started going to um, like a local art gallery or a local brewery and just posting on Facebook, come and bring your laptop, see what it's like to work with Rowan Tree. And women showed up. Some of the women that were in those initial research conversations showed up. Some new people just saw it on Facebook and showed up. And so we started to build a community before we ever had a space, which was 
I think probably the best decision we ever made uh, because then we decided to pre-sell memberships. So we had commitments from people and we had money from people before we had a physical space. And that's what allowed us and helped us to, again, find the type of space we wanted, but also have some of that upfront income to put down to open that up and buy the furniture. And um, so it really, and then open up and not have empty door, you know, empty Mm. seats. So we had the community from day one. Sounds like you made all the right steps, you know, asking people their (laughs) thoughts and then, you know, trying to accommodate that before actually getting the space. So um, that's, that's wonderful. So I'm curious, the, the, Women that comes to work in Rowan Tree, are most of them people who have full-time jobs with a company and can work so-called out of their homes, or are they freelancers? Like, what do, what do most, uh, what, how would you characterize most people who take advantage of this situation? Mm-hmm. We, we actually thought it was going to be a 50-50 split, you know, 50% remote workers, like you said, who work for a larger company, and then 50% entrepreneurs. And it's, it's not that at all. Um, it's about 95% women entrepreneurs, and most of them are solopreneurs. They're just one person themselves in their business, and they're mm-hmm. uh, relatively green in their business. Uh, and so they've, they've been in business less than five years. Uh, so we have a few remote workers, but that's really um, the the biggest connections we're seeing in the community is through those entrepreneurs. Um, and they're finding it doesn't matter what industry they're in, the underlying problems and challenges and questions are all the same. And so that's what they're able to support each other in. Okay, so, um, and, and I'm quite naive about this whole concept. So I'm going to ask some questions that may seem so. Um, so they come in, there's no special hours that they have, obviously, they're working on their own. And how do we accommodate the working mother, actually, the ones that have uh, kids that have very young kids? Sure. And part of our initial idea was that we would actually have childcare as part of the space. Um, but there are a lot of logistics we learned yes. <laughs> that go with insurance, um, yeah. childcare. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so we made the decision to take a step back from that piece of the business and really just focus on the workspace itself. Uh, it's it may be something that we would look at in the future, but um, for now, we just provide a really kind of open, inclusive environment. And we do have a mother's room. We call it the chillact room, so mm-hmm. it's chill out and lactate. Ah, okay. <laughs> um, so they can go in there if they need to. If they have a young baby, they could certainly bring it in. Um, but we also were parents ourselves. And so kind of the way we handle it is sometimes your kid's not at school and you have to bring them in with you and it's fine. It happens. My my child has showed up at many of Rowan Tree events because I've we seen. didn't have babysitting coverage. And um, and so it just is it's supportive in that in that way, even though we don't necessarily have uh, daycare here. And and uh, tell us a little bit about those events, because I've been seeing them on uh, Facebook, and they look so cool, and I wish I would lived closer uh, to <laughs> attend them. So what's going on there? Yeah, so we, we definitely do a lot of events, and it's all for our members. 99% of it is included in their cost of membership, so they're not paying extra for it. Um, but we... We focus on professional development, so we provide a lot of workshops geared towards 
women in business and whether it's marketing or taxes or, you know, building your strategic plan for 2020, we try and provide those workshops that are going to be supportive for a woman running a woman running her own business because we have so many of those members. But we also do workshops focused on personal development because it's not just about what you're doing in business, but it's how you're taking care of yourself mm-hmm. and listening to the needs of your body. Um, and then we also have wellness classes. So we do yoga every week for that same reason, because we really want to make sure mm-hmm. that you're taking care of the whole self, not just business, business, business. So it's, it really sounds like a real community. How many members do you currently have? We have just over 90 members, and our one-year anniversary is actually tomorrow. So oh, that's, Congratulations. That's cool. My goodness. Thank you. Wow. And what do you see as the future of Rowan Tree? You know, that's an interesting question. We, we definitely can see us growing. Uh, we, from the moment we started, we knew that this idea was, was bigger than just one location. Uh, it's too good to just stay mm-hmm. in one place, uh, right. I'll say. Um, and we actually got really excited about opening our second location and between potential members coming to us and saying, you should open here and, and also working with um, the Economic Development Authority in, in another county. We even started looking at properties um, in a second location. But then we kind of took a step back and said, you know what, what we have right now is really good. Mm-hmm. Let's spend some t- spend a little bit more time making sure that we're really setting up the correct processes and we've got everything working and get it to a, you know, a well-oiled machine, I guess you could mm-hmm. say. And then once we kind of get all that stuff in place, we're going to look again at potentially expanding. But for now, we are, we're staying put and just making this community as, as good as we can. Are you finding that besides um, giving these women a place to work, um, they're really, they've begun exchanging ideas, and so they're benefiting in that way, not only, not only in the field of business, but also in childcare and other issues? Yeah, absolutely. It's um, certainly on the business level, I've been amazed when I see the collaborations that are happening. I mean, new businesses that have resulted out of it and partnerships. And one of two of our early members just partnered together to um, host some business events. So it's it's really cool to see those combinations, but absolutely the friendships that have developed. And as you said, the support that's happening outside of um, Rowan Tree that has nothing to do with business in Rowan Tree is, is really cool to see to see that stuff happening without my or my business partner's intervention. You know, like we we kind of laid the soil, as my mm. business partner says, and they kind of sprouted and have grown and have gone else. You know, not gone elsewhere, but have uh, have grown outside of Rowan Tree. So that's that, really that's cool really see. that's very exciting and. Um, I- is it uh, so far? Do you is it really predominantly young mothers, or are you getting a few kind of so called stay at home dads, or um, maybe people who are uh, empty nesters? Even is that would that be any kind of an option for them? Absolutely. We, I would say, the majority of the people here are, are certainly women thirty five to fifty five. That's our, our core market, but we do have a couple that are younger that are just out of college and really looking for mentorship. And then we do have a couple of members who are a little bit older and are kind of on that third act and still want to be active and involved and connected 
and provide mentorship to to younger business owners. And so we do have, I love seeing that age diversity. I mean, we have a lot of diversity here, but that age diversity Mm -hmm. as well, because there's so many things we can all learn from each other because we all have had different experiences. And so it's, it's really cool seeing all of those come together and blend and, and support each other. And we do have, we have about seven male members. Mm. Uh, and we, we call them Broans because they're our, our rowing tree bros. <laughs> but it's, it's a nice group. That's great. And for you um, individually, are you still doing the graphic arts or is this taking up most of your time? I'm just curious. Both. Okay. <laughs> All of it. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I am still doing some design work. Um, obviously, there are a lot of expenses that come along with running a brick and mortar space. And so while Rowan Tree is getting off the ground, I, I wanted to continue to work graphic design work um, to help with some of those expenses, but it's also, my heart is also still there. I still love doing it. And so I've been able to kind of tweak my graphic design business model a little bit. And now I really am focused on female entrepreneurs and helping them. They all have this amazing vision and mission of what they're trying to accomplish with their business, but they don't always necessarily bring it forth visually in their marketing materials. So that's where I've started to kind of step in and support a lot of my members in that work. Um, so it's been it's been cool that those two businesses are integrated. That's great. And um, your friend and uh, your partner, I'd like you to mention her name. Is she, uh, did she start out in the same field as you or is she doing something different? Yeah, so Kate uh, Vigiano-Janich is, is my business partner. And as I said, we've been friends for 16 years mm-hmm. and um, never had aspirations to open a business together, but it um, just sort of, happened and it's been a pretty amazing journey and also adjustment to our friendship learning how to run a business together because it's a lot different than just being best friends yes Um, and keeping that friendship uh, too Mm -hmm. yes Mm -hmm. yes and you know it's funny we forget to have like friend dates so we've been trying to be better about that now so Mm -hmm. it's not all business all the time but she is not in the uh, graphic design world nor was she in the co-working world she uh does government consulting and uh, communications and, and things like that. So she uh, she actually still works for their job as well. And uh, but we've found we have you know it's good we have different skill sets. So it's been coming into play. You complement um, each other. Then it sounds like yeah yeah yep. Um, do you know how many of these? I don't know exactly what you would call it a workplace community workplace center. How many of them are there across the country? Do you have any idea on those statistics? You know, I don't. I don't have an idea. Certainly, women focused. Probably at this point, there's you know less than there's probably a few hundred max. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in terms of actual, you know, other co-working spaces like WeWork or Make Offices, so some of those more corporate um, franchised versions, uh, there's probably thousands. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know the yeah. exact number. Yeah, and your workspace. Tell us um, exactly where you're located. So we're in Herndon, Virginia. Um, we like to say we put the her in her and <laughs> <laughs> clever. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's, it's right near Dulles airport. That's the biggest landmark for people to know. It's about 10 minutes from there. Um, but it's on the border of Herndon and Reston and Sterling. Okay. Okay. And I do, I have one more question. Um, uh, uh, your sweet Audrey and Audrey is, um, six or seven yet? 
Yeah, almost seven. Almost yep. seven, yes. Okay. And good friends with, uh, with our Zoe. And um, certainly you must be a wonderful role model for her. Um, I'd like you just to comment on that, on um, parents like yourself, um, how you can inspire and motivate your kids. Because, you know, even to this day, we have, there's there's still that controversy. Is it better to stay at home? Is it better to go out and work? And, and you've created this new wonderful environment, but... Um, you must also be inspiring to her as she grows. So talk a little bit about that and, and um, you know, what it means to one's children to have parents who are um, so active in these areas. Uh, it, it's been really cool. I've, been, I've definitely been including her and trying to teach her things along the way. But I will say she's so supportive of Rowan Tree. In fact, she markets me like when she goes to school, she's, wears my t-shirts, takes my business cards. (laughs) Um, But I I try and make sure that I'm always talking to her about things on a level that she can understand, but that is still inclusive. And so when I was looking for investment, trying to get Rowan Tree off the ground, I talked to her about why we needed money and and what the money would be used for. And and she gave me an investment. It was 40 cents, but it was such Uh an important thing to her that Mm -hmm. she helped contribute to the business. And she has a, all of my members have uh, Polaroid pictures. She has a Polaroid picture. So every time she comes in, she puts it on the refrigerator. <laughs> she's here. She helped build the furniture. Uh, just last week, there was a snow day. And I said, all right, you're coming to Rowan Tree and you're helping me build furniture. <laughs> so she sees the work that goes into this. And she also sees the result. You know, she comes to the holiday parties and the, and the celebration events. We have one tomorrow. And, um, but I also have introduced her to so many other women business owners and so explaining to her about you know that tea we just bought at the store that's the owner and she's the one who makes it and she's the one who puts all the labels together and she and so I'm showing her what is behind the business and I think it's really cool and I think she will definitely uh, grow up to be a little bit um, stronger and Absolutely. more open and probably an entrepreneur herself. Absolutely. <laughs> Amy, you are you are a wonderful inspiration to your daughter and really to all of us. And I thank you so much for speaking with me today. If we want to find out more about Rowan Tree and what you've been doing, how do we do that? Uh, well, thank you so much for having me, Shirley. I've, I've really enjoyed uh, talking to you and having our worlds come together in this <laughs> arena. Um, and our website is workrowan.com and so it's a it's rowan tree is the business but the website is work rowan and so that is also our social media handle on instagram and facebook and twitter as well okay thanks so much amy take care thank you you too thanks for listening to this episode of extraordinary people to learn more about shirley wachtel and to subscribe to the show head to shirleywachtel.com Thanks, and we'll see you next time on Extraordinary People.